Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. So if you have the ability to see your own excuses, you have the ability to become more powerful. And if you have the ability to see excuses in others and get to the bottom of it, you have the ability to make them more powerful and they will love you forever for it. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. To close out the series on how everything is true, we're going to make clear thinking more practical. And to start, I want to break down the term clear thinking a little further. Clear thinking is thinking that is critical, logical, evidence-based, analytical, and reality-based. This is serious, productive thinking that actually changes you. This is a valuable skill because literally everything you do begins with a thought. Thinking is the software that largely dictates how your biological hardware operates. So as you practice clear thinking, you're better able to manage the very thing that controls your actions, and it really is a practice. That's why, after you listen to this episode, I challenge you to try the exercise that the students in this class participated in. Create an argument in favor of something you don't think is true like the earth being flat, and commit to it. Really put yourself in another person's perspective. This will help you meet the people you manage, including yourself, where they are at, and to do so with compassion, no matter what their relativistic truth may be or how absurd it may seem to you. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's start the show. So um, anything else? I wanted to introduce uh, something about excuses for next time. Nudge us in that direction. So yeah, I want to I talk about this thing uh, that happened in the, in the bar hearings. And people have been following the, the attorney general hearings in Congress. This is like... It's it's really, I mean, this stuff is happening almost like it's been produced for television. You know, the, the, the Mueller report gets kicked around and now we've got William Barr and, and being investigated. I mean, really, I can't wait to watch the hopefully multiple movies that come out five years from now about all this. They're going to be awesome. So William Barr is uh, being investigated, uh, or I don't know what the right, it's being heard, or he's being questioned and interrogated by Congress right now. Uh, because of his alleged misrepresentation of the Mueller report about the obstruction of justice and collusion of our president. So this was a section I want to read from the hearing. I think that happened yesterday morning or the day before. So where do I want to start here? Uh, so the the issue is that, yeah, I already said misrepresentation. So um, 
Blumenthal, Senator Blumenthal asked, did you make a memorandum of your conversation? This is the conversation with Mueller, because Mueller, remember, was the guy who uh, created the report. And, and there's a lot of confusion about this because here's some clear thinking. There's a lot of people who are very upset or confused about whether the Mueller report, whether Mueller did his job as an investigator. And from, from what I understand, and I saw a video of a lawyer talking about this, the idea here is that it's um, that the, the process for disciplining a president is impeachment, that they're not above the law, but that you can't just walk into a uh, White House and arrest a uh, president. That's not how, there's no provision for that. So the purpose of the Mueller report was to either say not guilty or not not guilty. It was not within the purview of the, of the Mueller investigation to say guilty. So inside his lane, inside his job, he's supposed to say guilty or guilty, uh, not guilty or not not guilty. Those are the options. And the report is very clearly not not guilty. And then it's supposed to go to Congress. And then if they want to impeach, they can do that. But that's, that's the job. So the Attorney General, Barr, completely misrepresents a Mueller's investigation and basically presents it summarily as not guilty when the report is very clearly not not guilty. All right. So now everybody's upset about Barr doing this because he's acting like the president's attorney personally. So this is a conversation. So they're catching Barr in a lie about a conversation he had with Mueller about this. Did you make a memorandum of your conversation? Barr says, huh? Blumenthal, did you make a memorandum of your conversation? Barr, no, I didn't. Blumenthal, did anyone, either you or anyone on your staff, memorialize your conversation with Robert Mueller? You're trying to catch him in a lie here. Barr says, yes. Blumenthal, who did that? Barr, there were notes taken of the call. What just happened? He didn't answer the question directly. He didn't answer the question. The question was, who did that? Three words. The answer, the passive voice. Yes, the infamous past exculpatory, past excusative, I think someone once called it. There were notes taken of the call. Okay, so this is not clear thinking. Question is, you know, uh, what color is the sky? And he said, I'd like beans with my toast. Right, that's what happened. Okay, there were notes taken of the call. Blumenthal. May we have those notes? Bar. No. Blumenthal. Why not? Bar. Why should you have them? <laughs> this is the Attorney General of the United States. No, you can't have them. Why? Why should you have them? And then, um, yeah. Outrageous, right? So, I want to say a couple of things about this. Uh, or where do I start? <laughs> One is to get that unclear thinking in the form of excuses is normal. It's normal. And what I continue to not understand is why these kinds of excuses are worked around. And this to me is one of the primary ways in which unclear thinking gets to persist and excuses get to continue to run our world. You know, there was a moment in the Kavanaugh hearing when I forget who asked him, I think it was Amy Klobuchar, asked him about a, a, if he had a drinking problem, I think. I asked Kavanaugh if he had a drinking problem, something like that. 
And he turned the question back onto her. And he was like, uh, do you? <laughs> Which is like so completely inappropriate. So obviously a diversion. But what she didn't say in that moment that I would have said, and I would have argued was her job to say, is, I see, you're wanting to ask me about me. Well, that's interesting. So now, uh, Judge Kavanaugh, I have two questions for you. One of the original question is, do you think you have a drinking problem? And the second one is, what was going on in your mind just now where you felt it was appropriate to turn the question back on me? And both of these questions will be answered today. This doesn't happen. Journalists don't do this. Congress people don't. I mean, some senators and congressmen, uh, Elizabeth Warren's pretty good. Uh, and uh, the uh, senator from Hawaii tore uh, Barr into a few pieces yesterday in, in her speech that ended with Lindsey Graham accusing her of slander, which is just another absurdity because everything she said was, was true. So there's a really key thing here that happens that, that I see all the time that is really one of the primary barriers to truth getting to breathe in this world. And that is when people make excuses or deflections, we work around them. We work around them. Because when someone makes excuses like this, look at how many diversions there were. Did you make a memorandum of the conversation? Huh? Right? Now, maybe he didn't hear it, but probably he did. Right? It was just a a knee jerk. It was a defensive reaction. Huh? Hoping maybe a new question would come. Same one was asked. Uh, Yes, he answers the second time. Who did that? There were notes taken of the call. Second deflection. Right? May we have those? No. Well, I mean, it's a flat-out denial. It's not really a deflection. At least it's honest, but it's a refusal. That's a third deflection. Why not? Why should you have them? That's four straight deflections. So the listener, I'm saying, ought to hear, okay, this person is hiding something. Do you know that absolutely? No, of course not. But you're going to want to go looking to see if they are. And this is what I don't understand about the way most people hear excuses. They hear excuses, and you see this in, in uh, management relationships all the time. I hear stories very, very often from managers like, oh, so what happened when you uh, held the person accountable for you know, that screw-up? Well, they said they were busy and overwhelmed, and that's why it happened. Uh-huh. And then what? Well, I mean, they are pretty busy. Like, what? <laughs> what? You got to go digging. If you, if you receive, if you accept the person's first excuse or deflection and you don't see it as such, you're never going to get to what the actual root problem is, right? There's an enormous difference between saying, someone saying, oh, well, I guess I just got busy. Yeah, sorry about that. That's actually an excuse as opposed to, oh man, I've been so busy. I know I've been dropping balls. I feel terrible about this. Can you help me with this, manager? I'm, I've got too much on my plate. I need to do something because I, I don't want to go on dropping balls like this. That's responsibility. And it seems to me that most of the time people are unclear about what the difference is. I'm sorry is not taking responsibility. The person has to be present to the impact. They have to express it. They have to feel remorse. 
In other words, if you start looking through this lens, you'll see that people are constantly hiding aspects of their inner reality. Now, in the case of Barr, he's probably doing it on purpose. Most of the time, people are doing it innocently. And all the more reason for you to use clear thinking to help dig in and find out what really happened. My favorite one is, I'm sorry it won't happen again, which is a guarantee that it will happen again, unless they really know how they did it in the first place. So to me, where we're going to go for a little while in this course is in the realm of excuses, because uh, logical fallacies, and I'll I'll put some resources up in the uh, course about that. Logical fallacies are interesting and really useful if you're a lawyer or if you're interested in debate. But since we've already established that most of the time debate is totally useless today, unless you're doing it for fun or whatever, the most practical application for clear thinking is in getting to the bottom of excuses that other people give you and excuses you give yourself. That's the most powerful place to apply clear thinking, like Richard Feynman said not to be fooled by yourself. Because how it looks to me when I work with people one-on-one is there's usually two or three excuses between them and their goals. That's it. Two or three. They can be big. There are two or three stories that they tell themselves that they believe. Just like we were talking about in inquiry. Things you tell yourself that you believe. An excuse is a little bit more specific. But when you tell yourself a story that isn't true to justify what you are or are not doing, you're excusing yourself. Ex causa, putting the cause of the situation outside of yourself. It is the primary way by which we drain power. So if you have the ability to see your own excuses, you have the ability to become more powerful. And if you have the ability to see excuses in others and get to the bottom of it, you have the ability to make them more powerful and they will love you forever for it. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.